This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I go in Arab Shabbos, hope everyone is well. This week's Parsha, Parsha's Vayera, is filled with very, very dramatic, possibly traumatic experiences that the Torah discusses for us. We have obviously joy, the birth of Yitzchak, we have destruction, the getting rid of the Stein Vamer in the other cities, and perhaps the end of the parsha has the most traumatic, dramatic experience, and that is the Akedah, where Avram Avinu was asked by Kodesh Baruch Hu to take his son that he loved so much, his the future of Klai, so what he's been told for, for so long, what he was going to have as a legacy forever and ever, he was asked to take him and to offer him as a carbon. And the Torah at the end of the parasha goes through the Pesukim describing the Akedah and what happened, and he doesn't shecht him, and then ultimately he takes an animal in its place, and that's really the end of the story. That should be the end of the story, and that should be the way we end the topic of the Akedah. Yet the Torah continues right after that story and he tells us that it was told to Avram Avinu that his brother Nachar had some children, a bunch of children were born to his brother Nachar. This seems to have absolutely no connection to the amazing story of the Akedah. It was just put here as Rashi tells us, just to go back to tell us where Rivka came from, merely just to connect Rivka to Yitzchak. But what's strange is that we know in Rosh Hashanah, we refer back to the Akedah over and over to get schos, and we ask Hashem, in the merit of what our forefather Avram and Yitzchak did, please have mercy and compassion on us. And if you look in the Kriyas HaTayra for Rosh Hashanah, you'll notice that on Rosh Hashanah, we don't just stop with the Akedah. But on Rosh Hashanah itself, we also read these psukim that discuss the children, the children being born to Nachar. So the question is, why in Rosh Hashanah would the Torah have to tell me that part? Rosh Hashanah is all about the Akedah, the Akedah, the Akedah. The Akedah ended with Yitzchak and Avraham Avina going back home. The fact that Nachar had children is not connected to the Akedah. So I heard a beautiful understanding in the name of Rabbi Soloveitchik. He explained that this is a continuation of the Akedah. The Nisoya and the test that Avraham Avina went through was not just bring your son up on the altar and kill him. Because that was over after Hashem said, I'll take a ram. But the test continued. What was the continuous test that Avram Avinu watches his brother Nachar, who was not as religious as him, wasn't as moral as him, wasn't living such a lifestyle of his, as him. And he look, he's having child after child. He has no problem having children. And Avram Avinu thinks to himself, why me? Look at me. Look what I just did. I was my nefesh. I lived a noble life. And I barely am able to have these two boys. And life is so hard for me. And I'm struggling. That itself was an Nisayan. The fact that Ramavino saw that his brother was having it, so to say, easy. And he wasn't stressing. And kids came naturally. And it wasn't an Asik. It wasn't an Avoid. It wasn't a whole big Balagan. That was an Nisayan. What would Ramavino do now? Would Ramavino finally say to Hashem, it's not fair. It's not right. Throw me a bone. Give me a break. Come on, I do so much for you. Give me this. Ramavino kept quiet. Avraham Avinu did not say a word to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He accepted the, the news. Vayugada was told him that his brother was having many children. He was quiet and he accepted it. That is an Nisoyan as well. Being able to look around and say, why is it not my turn? 
Why is everyone else around me having such an easier time? Why am I struggling? Why am I going through so many difficulties? Why me? But Avram Avinu never asked that question. He never asked the Kodesh Baruch Hu, why me? And he has it so easy. That is an assignment that we grapple with every day of our lives. We always think that everyone else has it better than us. We always feel that we got the raw end of the deal. Why is everything so hard for us? Especially parents with children. Right? You have many kids in the class and your child sometimes is not the top of the class. He's not averaging 99 on his tests. And he makes many visits to the principal's office. And you just ask yourself, why my child? Why is the neighbor's kid so well behaved? Why is the kid around the block so well behaved? And my kid is a terror. Avram Avinu never asked those questions. Why am I suffering and no one else's? Avram Avinu teaches us in this week's parish that's also part of the assignment. But what's the answer? How do we deal with that? So the answer is that Avram Avinu is teaching us that Avram Avinu lived his entire life is that everything Hashem gives him it was tailor-made for you. Whatever nisoyin, whatever difficulty you're having in your life, it is tailor-made for you. This is what you need to go through. Hashem knows exactly, and He gave you this nisoyin, this difficulty, this hardship for you, tailor-made specifically. You cannot trade it in with anyone else. That's what Avinu teaches all of us. That when we see Nisyanis and we ask ourselves, why am I getting always the raw end of the deal? Why isn't it my turn to see nachas and good things and wonderful things? Because Hashem has a master plan for every and each and every individual. Hashem has a specific tailor-made plan. And therefore there's no reason, there's no reason to get upset, to get frustrated, to get jealous, to complain. Why is it not? Because Hashem knows what's best for you. And when it will be your turn, and if it will be your turn, fine. If not, it's okay. Hashem, that's how Avraham Avinu lived his entire life. We mentioned way back that Avraham Avinu never davened to have children. And the Salaam Rebbe explained, because Avraham Avinu said, if Hashem wants me to have children, He'll give me. And if He doesn't want, He won't give me. Avraham Avinu lived his whole life that everything that was given to him was tailor-made for him. No exchange accepted. And therefore Avraham Avinu wasn't upset over the fact that Nacha was having children. I'm very happy for my brother Nacha, God bless. It's not my, it's not what Hashem wanted for me, for whatever reason. And that's what we need to take away from this week's parasha as we read these psukim. And we read this on Rosh Hashanah, on the holiest day, to remind ourselves that everything that comes our way in life was tailor-made for us. It's not supposed to be exchanged. It's not supposed to be given to someone else. What's going on by Yenim is not my business. I'm happy for Yenim. I'm sure Avraham Avinu was excited for his brother to have children. But it didn't bring him down. It didn't create jealousy. It didn't create fights. Because he said to himself, If Hashem wanted me to have those kids, He'd give them to me. And if Hashem wanted me to have an easy life, He'd give it to me. Because everything Hashem gives to us is specifically tailor-made for us. And we find even more so in the beginning of the parsha. We find in the beginning of the parsha, we learn that Light ends up in Sedaim. We know that from last week. And Light ultimately is saved while the rest of the city, everyone else is destroyed. And everyone tries to figure out in what merit did, did Light deserve to be saved. So if you'd read this week's parsha, the answer would be his unbelievable level of chesed. The mysterious nefesh that he did with chesed. The way he took those people into his house in this week's parsha was unbelievable. It was remarkable. He was so moister nefesh, he gave up of himself, he even offered his children up just to allow these guests to stay safe, to be protected in his home. If we were writing the Torah, we would say for sure that's why Light merited 
to be saved. That's not what Chazal tell us. Chazal tell us what Lloyd merited to be saved was way back when in Parashat Lech Lecha, when Avram, Sarah, and Lloyd were on a trip. They went down to Mitzrayim. And Avram Avinu came up with this whole story that Avram and Sarah are really brother and sister, and Lloyd knew it wasn't true. Lloyd was family. And Lloyd did not say a word. He kept his mouth closed. Says Chazal, that's why Lloyd merited to be saved. And the obvious question is, that was the merit? That didn't seem like such a great thing. That doesn't seem like such a great thing compared to the chesed that we saw in this week's parsha. Because he didn't rat out on his rebbe. He didn't rat out on his family, on his, his uncle who took him in like a son. He didn't rat them out. That's the great claim to fame. The great claim to fame should be this week's parsha, the chesed that he does. However, Abraham Cutler explains in the Alta from Kelm that it wasn't the biggest deal that Abraham did chesed. It came natural to him. It was easy for him. He grew up in a home where chesed was done. He grew up living chesed. Chesed wasn't his nesayin. Chesed wasn't hard for him. It was just second nature for him. So he doesn't get unbelievable reward for something which is second nature. Yet when he came down to Mitzrayim and there was money at stake, because if he would have told him the real story, he could have made money. We know Lloyd had a deep down desire for money. That took unbelievable hiskabus. That needed Lloyd to really have to bite his tongue, fight against the tendency. Said the altar from Kelm, you know what Hashem rewards? Not what's easy for you in life. Not that what comes natural to you in life. When you have to go against your tendency. When you have to go against the natural you. That's what Hashem rewards. And therefore the chesed that he did came easy. It was natural for him. But the keeping his mouth closed, that was difficult. You know, we have different people in, in this world. There are some people that are morning people. So it's no big deal for them to get up early in the morning to go to shul. Then you have those people who are not morning people. And they can stay in bed all day and they also peel themselves out of bed every morning. Who is Hashem value more? Not the morning person. Because it's easy for the morning person. It's for the person who can't get out of bed in the morning. So we see that the Hashem looks at us as individuals. We have our own strengths, our own weaknesses, and our own Cheshben our life. Hashem has everything done for us. The reward that one person will get will not be the same as another person. We both can do the same act and we will, two people can show up to shul in the morning, one will get more credit because it was harder for him. And that's what Avraham Avinu taught us in the beginning of the Pasha. We're all individuals. We all have individual lots in this life. And we all have individual weaknesses and strengths. And Hashem is looking for our individuality and He wants us to go against our tide. He wants to see when we go out of our comfort zone. When we do what's not natural for us. Right? Everyone knows when you hear a story of a rich kid who grew up in a rich home and, is, and, and grows up to be rich, you're not overly impressed. But when you hear a kid who grew up rags to riches, a kid grew up with no money, and all of a sudden now he's a multimillionaire, you're impressed. Why? Because he went against the natural tide. So if someone is naturally a certain need and he fights it and overcomes it, Hashem is much more impressed than if a person is just naturally inclined to do something. So what this week's Pasha teaches us is the idea of realizing that we're all individuals. We have our individual strengths and our individual weaknesses and our own individual peckles in life with our complications and our heart-wrenching stories and our heartbreak. But that's our specific peckle. But there's more than that. It's not just the realization that we're going to have difficult times in our life and it's made for us and we can't exchange it. We sometimes have to realize that these events are here to allow us to grow to be better. We learn from them. We improve from them. It's not merely Hashem put us in a difficult situation just to punish us. 
Maybe we don't know. But definitely what Hashem wants us is to grow from that experience. If we're going through a difficult situation, whether it be with ourselves, our families, children, grandchildren, whatever it may be, we need to ask ourselves, is there somewhere I can grow from this? Can this make me a better person? If a person looks at his, his lot in life like that, it's a little easier to deal with the hardships of life. Because the hardships of life are tailor-made for you. Avraham Avinu realized that, and he taught that to all of us, that every difficulty that we go through in life is tailor-made for us, specifically made for us, and it can't be exchanged. But we also have to realize that each one of these Nisrianists are here to make us better, to improve a little bit of what we need to be, to make us the best that we can be. I'm fond of saying over the story, I've said it over many times, I haven't said it over in a while, but it's such an important story. There was a couple that had twins, and the couple was a little overwhelmed by, uh, by having you know, twins and other children. It was just a lot for them. So they, were, they went away to a hotel, a program. And they were supposed to be able to relax, take it easy. They wouldn't have to cook. And they were in the dining room, large dining room with many other people. And all of a sudden the mother noticed that her child was missing. Child was missing. So when you're in a big, large program with other from Yidin, initially you don't get so nervous, you don't get so stressed. But you know, you do your initial looking under the table around you, where's my child, where's my child? And she couldn't find the child. She figured, okay, the kid will pop up eventually. As time went on, she started to get more nervous, more worried, because she couldn't find her child. And she started asking people, and people did their due diligence. They looked under the table, they looked around the chair. No one really got too, too excited. But as the minutes went on and the hours went on, she was really getting very nervous at this point because her child was missing. And it's a scare. It's a pachat. She gets so nervous and she's so worried. She doesn't know what to do. And all of a sudden, there was a teenage girl there. And the teenage girl gathered together a whole group of other girls and they searched the hotel up and down, room to room, floor to floor. An investigation that you can't imagine. And she comes back with the child and she tells the mother, here, here's your child. And the mother asks her, where did you find the baby, the child? She said, oh, she was in this and this room. Mother says, I checked that room. She says, I don't know, that's where I found the baby. She returns the baby to the child, to the mother. The mother's obviously so excited, so happy. And the mother turns to the teenage girl and says, I have to ask you, why did you bother getting together a search committee to find my child? I don't know you, you don't know me. Why did you do that? You could have been like everyone else. You sat on the side, looked to the left, looked to the right, and moved on. Why? The teenage girl told the mother, because I am the sister of Libby Kletsky. I know what it means to miss a sibling. I know what it means for a missing loved one. So when I saw you were going through pain, I needed to help. Sometimes in life, we go through difficult times. And we don't understand why. And we know we can't exchange it. But we need to grow from them. We need to allow them to change who we are, make us better people, more compassionate, more giving people. And that's what Avraham Avinu teaches us in this week's parasha. Avraham Avinu teaches us in this week's parasha that we can't look to the left and look to the right and hope for someone else's life. We have the life that Hashem gave to us specifically individually. And we should embrace it and we should love it. And if Hashem does throw us those curveballs of life, we need to use them to grow from them to realize our individuality, to realize how great we are, to realize what our full potential is, to realize we have to overcome our natural tendencies to become even greater. And in Mr. Shem, by doing so, we are living the life of Ramavinu, 
we are living up to the great Avram Avinu HaKadosh Baruch who should send us the same siyat of the Shemaya that he gave to Avram Avinu to be oimid on all his tests. Hashem should give us that same ability to overcome all our tests. We should not be tested. We should only see wonderful Yiddish and Nachas, health, parnasa from our families, from our children, and from all of Klai Yisrael. Have a wonderful Shabbos.